You're listening to the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. I launched my firm using nothing but my laptop and social media, signing 100 clients in my first 100 days, proving that we can ditch boring and traditional to become successful modern professionals. Welcome back to the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. Today, we're talking about how to deal with cranky clients. If you're any kind of service professional, if you deal with clients in any way, you have dealt with a cranky client. I've dealt with many, probably more than I can count. That's kind of the nature of law, to be completely frank, especially the kind of law that we do, which is litigation. Usually when somebody's coming to you, they have a problem, right? They're not happy and hunky-dory. They want to sue or they're being sued. So it's not a fun experience for them. And a lot of the times you, as the person handling in that for them, you get a lot of backlash, you get a lot of their anger, and a lot of it may not be towards you, right? But it's still a stressful experience. So you're not getting somebody who's like buying their wedding dress, right? Like fun, happy experience. You're getting somebody who's like, this is not a situation I want to be in and I want you to fix it. So it's a stressful experience for some. And I have dealt with tons of cranky clients. And it's just part of being in business. It's just part of serving clients. And The other day, I had posted on my story that it was already like 9 a.m. and I'd already taken a walk and dealt with a cranky client. And I got a response from somebody who said, thank you for acknowledging that you have clients who are dissatisfied because a lot of people try to hide that and they just share the the wins and, you know, the settlements or the sales and everything that's going great. And they kind of gloss over or just don't talk about people who are not happy. And of course... That's what we would do, right? We don't want to highlight people who are dissatisfied with our service. But as somebody who shares a lot about entrepreneurship and running a business, it's just natural for me to deal with a cranky client and to just share, hey, yeah, somebody was annoyed or pissed off and we had to deal with that. And that's just part of business. But it doesn't have to be a horrible experience to deal with somebody who is upset. You set the standard for how people treat you. You absolutely set the standard. You can tell people this is an unacceptable way to treat me. I'm not dealing with it right now. Now, of course, you don't want to say it in exactly those words because especially in a business setting, you want to maintain that relationship. You want to make sure that even though somebody's upset at you, even if you may have screwed up, that you are still maintaining that relationship and making it so that you're not getting negativity on your reputation, whether that's in the form of an online review or just somebody bad-mouthing you, that's not what you want, especially if you're trying to grow a company, to grow a business. You don't want that. So there are ways to deal with these clients who are upset and make sure you're not damaging your reputation in the process. First and foremost, I want to say that they're one person. You're a whole company. You're a whole business. And they're one person. I used to think that if somebody was upset with me, or my company, and this is very early on, but I used to think like, oh my gosh, like this is the end. They're going to take us down, right? I just went to this immediately like worst case scenario that somebody was going to file a complaint and all this jazz, right? But in reality, they're one person. We're a whole company. They're not just going to take us down. And it's important to understand that and step back when somebody's pissed off and they're like, I'm going to report you to the state and da 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 Like take a step back and say, okay, they're upset but they're only one person. They're only one client. How many clients have you helped? How many people have you served? They're just one. They're not going to take down your whole company. 
I think that the whole like the customer's always right phrase that was coined by like some department store a hundred years ago gives people a false sense of security and power. And plus, I think there's a lot of entitlement in our current society that people think that they need to be treated in a certain way. And that if you don't like you're the enemy or something, I don't think that at all. I did just say that you set the standards for how people treat you. But at that point, it's like you set the standard and you don't have to engage somebody if they're going to not meet that standard, right? For somebody who's like, you should treat me this way. And you know, I have the power in this situation. That's not it at all. If somebody's employing you to perform a service, that is an equal exchange, right? They're employing you, they're giving you money, or they're giving you part of a settlement, or they're giving you part of a sale. In exchange for your services, it's an even exchange. They're not better than you. They're not above you. There's no inequality there. It's not like they have all the power. This whole, the customer's always right, gives people a false sense of security. It it bugs me to the core every time with anything, anything from like legal work or adjusting work, realtors, waiters, anybody, anybody performing a service or somebody, you're not above them. They're not above you. There's no like, oh, I was right in this situation. You need to correct it. Okay, Karen, calm down. Like, this is not how this works. We're doing an energetic exchange of service for compensation. And that's the crux of it. I don't like the whole customer is always right thing. It just, it just really bugs me. And a lot of the time it's what like brings on or creates this cranky client because they somehow feel entitled to a certain thing that you didn't really offer. We're going to get into that. But I find that there are three common reasons for cranky clients, three common reasons why a client is upset with you or your company. And that usually has to do with miscommunication, misunderstandings, or misconceptions. Let's start with number one, miscommunication. This happens pretty often, pretty often, especially in my field, which is law, because people may not understand exactly what you do or what you don't do, more importantly, right? Or they may have missed a communication. So I have all the time when we have clients who are like, well, you didn't tell me about this. This didn't happen. And I'll say, actually, here's the email we sent you. And you know, you responded to it. Oh, you know, okay. Or they may not have seen the email or they may not have seen the letter we sent. So that's like a missed communication, right? So if somebody didn't receive a communication, that can usually be corrected fairly easily because you just say, hey, we did send this. Oh, okay. My bad, right? And then you move on with it and try to, you know, correct the issue or work with what you've got if there was an issue with that miscommunication. Then there's the didn't understand communication, meaning like someone doesn't understand what they're hiring you for, or what they're not hiring you for, or someone doesn't understand the process of what's going on. And that I think is the root of so many issues and cranky clients. Because if somebody has a an idea in their mind of what they thought they were getting and they're not getting it and they're not sure why, they're going to be pissed off, right? But it's up to us as professionals to set expectations and to explain processes and explain what we do not do to avoid or correct when a miscommunication happens and someone's pissed off. So for example, when you're doing an intake call with a prospective client, you should be setting expectations then telling them, hey, this is usually how long it takes. Here's what the process is so that they understand, right? And even better, follow it up when they sign your contract with some type of welcome email or a welcome packet saying, hey, again, this is what you signed up for. And this is the process. Here's how it works, right? I know plenty of trademark attorneys who will sign a client, file the application and, you know, trademarks take six months, sometimes longer. And clients will get pissed off. I thought it was going to be done, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, 
that's not the process. That's just not how it works. So make sure when you're speaking to a client or prospective client about something that they understand what you're saying. They understand what they're getting, what the process is, how it works so that you can avoid an issue later on. And having something written that you provided them with that information on it does help later on when someone's like, you said it was going to be this. Well, actually, here's our welcome packet or here's our welcome letter saying X, Y, and Z. Usually that'll calm somebody down, even if they're still displeased with the outcome or the current circumstances of something, like even if they're still pissed off that their trademark is taking eight months. If they see that they were provided something beforehand, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, this was my, this is my issue, right? And that leads us into the next common reason for cranky clients, which is misunderstanding, just unclear expectations, not really understanding the process, right? So if you're providing something to the client saying, hey, this is what's going to happen and here's what's not going to happen. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z, or you're not hiring me for this. And this is especially prudent with lawyers when someone has multiple legal issues and you're only handling one, it's very important to carve out that one that you're handling and say, this is what we're doing, right? Because then they have the understanding, you have the understanding that this is the only thing that's happening and they're not just assuming you're their lawyer for everything, right? Very important. So misunderstanding where they don't truly understand and they don't have a clear expectation of what's happening, right? Okay, raise your hand if you hate awkward networking events. Yes, yes, me too. Archaic, outdated, and honestly not the best ROI. Now raise your hand if you hate spending tons and tons of money on advertising or if you don't have any money to spend on it. Yep, I was also there. I bootstrapped my law firm with savings. No big marketing budget. What I did have was social media. I posted content on free social media platforms to build my company to 1.78 million in revenue in the first full year. This alone should be the light bulb in your head that gets you to take action to create content seriously so you can start your business or grow your business or even just grow a book of business. But I get it. You don't have time. Or you feel awkward and embarrassed to post or be on video. That's okay. I've been there too. That's why I'm hosting the Accelerated Content Workshop to show you how I finally got over myself to create and post a week of converting content in just one hour. Interested? I know you are. Head over to lawyerbrit.co slash workshop to learn. That's L-A-W-Y-E-R-B-R-I-T-T dot co C-O slash workshop. So miscommunication, they didn't understand your communication. They missed the communication, which sometimes happens in our current society of getting hundreds of emails a day, misunderstanding, so unclear expectations, not really understanding the process, etc. Or misconceptions. They thought it was one way, but it wasn't. And this is a big one, especially for us, because our clients are typically lay people, so they're not really like too sophisticated. So they're not really very sophisticated in the legal process, which is mostly everybody, right? And I'm sure any professional listening to this podcast would say, oh, yeah, well, when I get a client, they don't have any idea how to do this or they've only done it once before, X, Y, and Z, right? So there's often a misconception about how things go. And I'm not talking about like unclear expectations. I'm talking about like they see something happening and they're like, oh, this is not how this was supposed to go. It was supposed to be X, Y, and Z, but it really was X, Y, and Z. And you have to come to them and explain that then that is a misconception because perception is everything, 
right? Perception is everything. How somebody perceives something is how they think and feel about you and your brand and your company. So it's important to address those misconceptions, but in a delicate way, right? You don't ever want to tell somebody, well, you're stupid. You have no idea what's going on, Karen. You didn't understand this and you should have known X, Y, and Z. No, you want to approach it delicately and say, I completely understand how you would have seen it that way or would have felt that way. Here's how we saw it and here's what we actually did. So you're acknowledging their misconception and you're saying, I understand how that could be true for you. Here's how it's true for us. And notice I'm not using the word but. Please don't use the word but because anything before the word but is crap. And if you say but, people are going to know that you're just everything you said before the but is just absolute bullshit. So you want to make sure that you're saying, I totally understand how you might have felt this way or seen it this way. Here's how we feel. Here's how what we think. And here's how we acted, right? That's who you want to say when somebody has a misconception. For something like a misunderstanding or a miscommunication, you need to go back and look at yourself and see if you set the right expectations, if you made sure that the client understood what was going on and that you provided them something that they could use to help them understand the process or the expectation or what was going to be happening. So if you were approached by a cranky client and it's some type of miscommunication, misunderstanding, look at your own processes, procedures, what you're providing, how you're saying things in your sales calls. If it's a misconception, usually can be addressed with a simple email or a phone call saying, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I totally understand this. Here's what we're doing, right? Those are the three most common reasons. And those three common reasons, miscommunication, misunderstanding, or misconceptions, reasons for cranky clients, that has a lot to do with the client themselves and not necessarily you, unless you just set unclear expectations. The last kind of cranky client, which is really less common in my opinion, especially people in businesses who are trying to create a great client experience. This doesn't happen very often, but the last one is that you actually screwed up. Your business screwed up. A team member screwed up. This does happen. This definitely happens. It's happened to us. It's almost inevitable that you will in your business career or in your professional career have an upset client because you screwed up. That's just the nature of people. We're just humans. We do screw up. But I have found that if we do screw up or if a team member screws up or something happens, the best thing to do is to correct the situation and then inform the client or respond to the client. So if the client's like, you screwed this up, the best thing to do is either correct the situation or have a solution ready for the client and contact them right away. I don't wait. When someone's like, you screwed up or this happened or whatever, even if it's something that we didn't screw up on, whatever they're cranky about, whatever they're upset about, I immediately call them and I'll say, here's our solution. Here's what we're doing. Here's what's happening. Because I want them to be informed. I don't want them to sit there and let their mind wander into all the things that we're doing wrong or that we're trying to screw them over or whatever they think. I don't want to give them time to think about it. I want to get on the phone with them and say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's our solution to this problem. Because once you've solved a problem for somebody, they usually aren't sitting there upset about what's going on anymore. They're like, okay, well, the company's fixing it. All right, I understand, you know, mistakes happen or okay, that was my fault, you know, my issue. I didn't understand this, right? Don't let it fester. Don't give it time to fester. 
get on the phone with them, send them an email, whatever you need to do to get that solution in place. And then if it was something you screwed up on, definitely look at your own systems and procedures. Talk to your team members, right? I have, again, I have a very open door policy, open, I mean, I don't have a door because we're all remote, but if I did have a door, it'd be open, open call, open Slack message, open email, open text message, whatever it is, it's open. So that if there is an issue, I want to know about it right away. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to yell. I'm just going to say, okay, what's our solution? Because I'm solution oriented. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you screwed up again. Da, 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 da. No, I want to know what the problems are so that I can fix them because you can't fix what you don't know about. Cannot fix what you don't know about. So you want people to come to you saying, hey, I screwed up or hey, there's an issue. Someone's upset so that you can create a solution right away and correct it. And then look at your own internal processes and procedures. So you talk to that team member that came to you with an issue saying, hey, what happened here? You know, why was this done at this time and not this time? Why didn't you do this before? You know what I mean? I don't even think I'd say it like that, to be honest. I would say, hey, you know, why wasn't this done before? I try when I'm speaking to team members, I try to not place blame. Like, why didn't you do this before? So I I wouldn't say that. I'd say something like, why wasn't this done before? Or, you know, what happened here? Let's try to figure it out. because. When something gets messed up, I always look to myself first. I say, okay, did I not explain this clearly? Did I not create the right systems and procedures? Was it something that I did first? Because if it was, I need to go fix our own processes and procedures. I need to fix the way I'm explaining things because it's my fault. At the end of the day, I'm the business owner. Buck stops with me. If it was something that someone else messed up on, then I'd need to say, okay, you know, what happened here? Because maybe it was their misunderstanding, right? So then I go back to, my team members, my processes, my procedures to see what we can improve on. It was something that we screwed up on. And sometimes there's not, you know, sometimes it's just like, Hey, I got confused one time and you know, I haven't done this before, or, you know, this is something that I've done a million times and I just clicked the wrong thing or whatever it was. It could be something small, but if it's not something small, you want to know so that you can correct it. If it was something that you did. Otherwise, if we're talking about a miscommunication, like someone missed the communication or didn't understand it, a misunderstanding, unclear expectations. For those two things, you also need to look and see whether you set the right expectations, whether you communicated it clearly or a misconception, right? Perception's everything. How are you being perceived? And then validate that and respond to it. Solution oriented. There's no point in trying to hide or put off talking to a cranky client. I have found that the sooner you talk to them and the sooner you tell them you have a solution or sooner you correct their perception, the sooner you can just move on and you don't have that thing looming over your head and like, oh God, I got to talk to this guy, blah, blah, blah. No, you get on the phone with him and saying, hey, Mr. Smith, I'm sorry this happened. I totally understand, blah, 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 blah. Here's how we're fixing it. We've already actually done this. Oh, okay. You know, oh, thank you, Ms. Alexander. I, you know, I really appreciate you getting on top of that so quickly. Yeah, of course. You know, anything else you need? Here's an update on your case, X, Y, and Z. The immediacy really helps when you're dealing with somebody who's upset because they're upset now. And if you let it fester, they're going to be more upset because they're going to give themselves all these other reasons why you're terrible and you're screwing up and you don't know what you're doing and they need to fire you and blah, blah, blah. But if you hit it head on, they're going to say, oh, okay. And you're de-escalating and moving on. So that is how I deal with cranky clients in our law firm. And it does happen. Don't think that it doesn't happen to people who are super successful. I would say that it almost happens more to people who are super successful because they have usually more clients and just statistically speaking, more clients you have, the more 
likely it is that one of those clients has a problem or gets upset or is cranky, right? So keep that in mind that everybody deals with upset clients. It's how you deal with the upset client that makes the difference.